we're back, Bluegrass Basketball, our, I think it's like week eight of our podcast, and we are live again. We're at Powell County High School this week. Coach Fraley was nice enough to let us sit up in front of his trophy case here and record this week's show. We've got a lot to share with you, so uh, John's going to get us started. What's up, everybody? It's that time of year, Caleb. I know. The so regular excited. season is over. This is my favorite time of year. Everybody's zero and zero. I had, they Except are. for certain people get mad when you say that. I know. People are joy stealers across the state. They're probably watching, though, so keep tuning in. Yeah, keep tuning in. There's something right if you're hating. But you're, but you're not going to steal my joy because I love the postseason more than probably anybody in the whole state of Kentucky. So. It's a big time of year. You know, It's uh, everybody gets a chance. You know, district tournament, I think. We talk about the biggest days in the, in the tournament. I think the opening night of district tournaments, those two, three games, and then your semifinals or your regional tournaments are both big nights yes. around the state. So that's now upon us. Now our two, three games. Our two, three games that we shouldn't have, according to some people. Right. So, you know. Uh, but but yeah. anyway, it is that time of year. It is. So who do you look to make some noise next week? I mean, I want to talk about these these big two, three games that stick out to me. And we've talked about some of these before throughout the year when we were talking about teams winning and losing games and where that put them in the district. But starting out west in western Kentucky, we've already talked about it once, but, you know, Hopkinsville and University Heights will play. That'll two, be a three good game. game. Be yeah. a great game. You know, University Heights won both times during the regular season, close games. So Hopkinsville has finally gotten all their, their, their guys back that had missed out earlier in the year due to some other stuff. So you've got, you know, Jalen Johnson and Shorty Cager out there playing for Hopkinsville. Obviously, you know, Kiki Tandy yes. and Hollowell out there on University Heights. So a lot of talent on the floor um, in that game. I think it comes down to the wire. And, you know, I, I think I'm going to go with Hopkinsville. Are you? I think they're finally full strength. Um, it's hard to beat a good team three times. It is. And their record's deceiving. A lot of people don't know, like, they're – their two best players practically didn't play more than half the year. Right. So they've been back now about three or four weeks, getting their basketball legs, getting their, you know. You think they're, well, I mean, they're athletic folks. They are. The whole conditioning are. aspect yeah. of it is really not an issue for them. I don't so. think that's as much an issue, but, you know, getting that team chemistry back and, and you know, Coach Hayworth does a great job. He's been in the state tournament a handful of times, been in the semifinals a couple of times. So I'm going to go with what I guess by seeding would be an upset, but in my mind, I think if, if the playing field's even, if, and Hopkinsville has their whole team the whole year. I think they, they are the better team. So, now, having said that, the best player plays for University Heights. So, in a one-game situation, one guy can carry you and get you, you know, past that. So, Kiki, we've talked about before, you know. And he's good enough to do that. He's definitely good enough Especially to do that. Especially if he just turns on. Right. I mean. And the style that both those teams play, you know, that's that's not going to hamper Kiki. It's not, you know. Hopkinsville, and I and I give a lot of credit to Coach Hayworth. They just go sit down. They're going to guard you. They're going to press you, and they're going to do some right. things. But then the half court, they're going to guard you. And you know, a lot of a lot of guys around the state, you know, they want to go jump defense on good players. They're going to zone and they're going to sit back and they're going to make you shoot shots from outside. But you know, Hopkinstown, they're just like, here we are. This is what we are. Come get you some. So, they play a lot of man. They do. Yes. They play a lot of man. You know, so I I'm a big proponent of that. I think kids at the next level get better. By playing man to man in high school, because I see a lot of kids that are great high school players, but they play in a system yeah. and they play a lot of zone defense, and they get to the next level. And you can score they're all the points. Lost. You can score all the points you want, but if you can't guard somebody, they're not going to play you. Right. So, you know, I look at, I look at guys that play man to man. I really like that. I, mean, I think a lot of kids end up with that culture shock too. Yeah. Because, oh, because yeah. they're, you know, in high school you don't see a lot of man to man defense. You don't. You don't. You don't. You see. And, and, I, and I have no problem with you game plan to win a game and you switch things up and you might start man and go zone or you might, you know, move it around. That's fine. you got to coach to win a game, and I get that. But I think it's important for some of these guys we look at that play at the Division One level coming out of high school, they got to be able to guard. Yes. And, you know, and I can just say this, and I know I talk about it a lot for obvious reasons, but one of the main reasons that Tavion broke that starting lineup at Western, yeah. you know, from day one oh, until now is because he can guard. You know, and so obviously everybody knows you can score, but can you do the other thing? So. You know, playing defense is a big deal at the next level, and that's something that they do down there at Hopkinsville. And so, Coach Hayworth, I give hats off to him. It's but, cliche to say it, but defense really does win games. Oh, there's no doubt. So, you, you you might have one, like I said, you got a great offensive player that can carry you score in, a, in, a, in a one-game setting. Yeah. But over, like, if you want to win a tournament, you want to yes. be a regional champion, you got to be able to guard. you got to be able to guard, you know. So, but having said that, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Hoptown. 
to, to, to break it and, and to beat heights for the first time. Well, you know, and it could happen. Good. And I wouldn't be surprised by tomorrow. I wouldn't either. And I would love to see people get the second Well, you know that. So, you know, like I said, DeWan Weeks, the coach, PRP, you know, great coach. You know, Dale's been coaching forever and a day. He's got a lot of wins. They've won a, you know, won a handful of regional championships. And they've got two guys that are really good that can really score the ball. Um, so, you know, that'll be a good game. It's at Valley. We talked about that last week. But that's one of the little while I look at. It's like, you know, one of those two teams is probably good enough to get to the region semifinals. But one of them's not even going to be it. Region turn at all. Right. So, you know, that game I think will be good. Uh, I don't really know. I don't know who I would go with. I think it's a toss up. I think PRP might be a little better, but it being at Valley, I think kind of it's going to make a difference. Yeah. Across the board. So, I'm going to give it to PRP. So, I think I think just based on experience, I'm going to give PRP just a slight edge, but it's another one of those things like I really wouldn't be surprised if. Well, anything can happen when you host the district. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, and then moving on up. Um, in the Lexington area, we've got two that I really want to talk about. Ryan Station, Henry Clay, in the 42nd. You know, we've talked about that some this year, yes. too. And that, you know, the game's at Frederick Douglass, so um, neutral court, per se, I guess. I expected so much out of Station this year. Well, I, they started off great. They yes. had a great start to the year. But and, the, you know, I think they started off too hard. Sometimes that happens, and you get you get a lot of momentum going, and you just wonder what's going to happen when you finally hit that wall. Right. They hit that Scott County wall, and kind of just, oh, you know. Um, Henry Clay's playing really, really good. They beat Madison Central. They beat Clark. They beat us this week. You Where know. is their district tournament? Frederick Douglass. To Frederick Douglass, yeah. So, you know, Henry Clay's playing really well. Um, if they shoot the ball the way they shot the ball against us, they were like 11 of 19 from the three against That's us. Crazy. So, you know, if they, if they shoot the ball like that, station's in trouble. Well, um, if you shoot the ball like that every night, you can beat anybody. Right. So, I agree. But, you know, I think, once again, I think Brian Station's got the best player. I think Eric Boone is the best player on the floor when those yes. two teams play. Um, the one thing that I look at, he really is legit. I, I worry the thing that bothers that, that, that if I'm Brian Station, that worries me is Clay's got some size. Henry Clay's yes. got a couple, they have two or three big kids that can really, you know, cause problems in the post. And Brian Station really, you look out there, they're playing five guards. Mm -hmm. and they get after you defensively, and that's kind of what they've been built themselves on right. doing that. But I think it goes down to the wire, and I, I don't want to make a pick because. I know both coaches very well. I would say good luck. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to pick against one of them. So, um, okay. but yeah, you know. I so mean, that's fair. Be, yeah, they're, they're yeah, that yeah. even. So, so good luck. Yeah. We'll see who, who comes um, out victorious. Another one I want to talk about in the forty third LCA and Catholic. Now, LCA is the three seed. They right. lost to Catholic twice this year. Obviously, we talked about last week. Catholic's big kid. You know, Zan Payne went down. He's out for the year, so yeah. he won't be playing this game. Um, I think that's a seat. That's a total change for their. It changes everything. It changes. Like it, it changes. Changes the whole dynamic. Yeah, yeah, I think you got to go with LCA as the favorite in that one. It is at LCA. Yes. Um, now Catholic shoots the ball well enough. They've got about two or three guys out there on the perimeter that if they're making shots, then they can stay in the game with LCA, right. and then anything can happen. Um, you know, Coach Salzman has loads of experience. You know, he's been to the state tournament as an assistant, as a head coach, been to the state semifinals as a head coach. Want to stay term as an assistant coach, so it's not like I don't expect it to be just a they'll say just a walk through it. It'll right. be a game, um, but I think I'm going to go, and that's a rivalry, it is. you know. So I'm going to go with LCA. Though I think you know they're coming off a huge win, which we'll get to a little bit later. But right. um, LCA for me, I think um, in that game. Me too. I think so. I think I'm with them for. They're playing pretty good yeah, right they now. They are. So you got anything down? Any big two three games in the eastern part of the state that mm -hmm. really. Not anything really that sticks out to me, you know. Um, again, I talk about Johnson Central all the time. I can't help it, but they played Sean Clark first round in two three games. They beat Sean Clark by 
30 points or more both times they met. Right. But you never know with such a young team and the fact that Sean Clark has a 6'11 kid. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what could happen. You can't in over- one game sitting, you don't. Right. You, know, you, you can't over- out the window. Right. You can't overlook that, but Johnson Central has the edge because they're hosting it. So um, I don't see any real exciting district matchups in the mountain region. I think that they're pretty clear cut. But, but like I said, Paintsville and McGough County might be a battle. They're a one and a four. Right. Well, and I think because McGough County has turned there's on some, the right There's time. some decent one and four matchups, too, yeah. um, that we really didn't talk about. But, um, you know, it's to me, when we get in the football playoffs and you have these first round matchups, you have a lot of blowouts. Right. But you don't have that. I mean, you're going to have some blowouts. There's going to be some blowouts right. this week. There's some teams that are just going to be. Well, your four or your five be, sometimes ends up being that small, mm-hmm. like, you know, private school. In a district, yeah. yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of good two, three games this week. I really do. There is every year, yeah. you know, not just in our big urban areas. And I'm sure there's some that we miss. I just picked out a couple that really right. stood out to me. But, um, you know, there'll be some. Well, yeah, we have no state. way of knowing everything about everybody. I yeah. mean, we, we try. Yeah. yeah. I think we did pretty good. We do our best. But, yeah. So those, those are the ones that really um, – stick out to me that I think I want to look at as games to, to try and um, tune in and see if you can get results or updates and stuff on those throughout the week. So. I do have some good news for us, though, and I wanted to go ahead and announce it while we were on. You and I are going to be on Cameron Mills' radio show the Sunday before State Tournament. Great. I, saw, I see your shameless plug right there know, right? Cam. Yeah, he sent, he sent me the shirt as well, yeah. so... Well, I mean, I write for him, so obviously I'm on staff. But I think it would be good to, to sit down and talk about. I like Cam. Obviously, no Cam very well right. from my number of days. It'll be fun to sit down and stuff. talk about, you know, the Sunday before the tournament starts. Mm-hmm. Who's who? Who's there? You know, what we think is going to happen. And I think that we might even try and go live, you know, between sessions if we can. Unless you're there and you're busy, you know. I'm never too busy for my folks here at Bluegrass Basketball Podcast. Yes. But, uh, All you people that love us so much. But we'll try and go live a little bit if we can. Yeah. You know, I've been trying to talk to Julian and see if we, we can periscope some things. But, um, you know, try and get that coverage to state tournament really, really heavily. You know, I was at, uh, we played Frederick Douglass this week, mm-hmm. uh, early in the week. And after the game, I had a guy come up and say, hey, you're that guy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, don't hold it against me. That's me, you know. But he's like, you guys do a great job. Did he so ask for your autograph? No, I don't. Oh, you're not that, that big time yet? No, I don't. Um, but yeah, so uh, that'd be good. I like him. He's a good guy. He's, and he's hilarious too. So I think he'll, I think he'll bring a whole other level to all the, the stuff we talk. Well, it'll be good to have somebody. I think you'll have my back more than yours. Definitely. So it'd be Cam loves nothing more. Yeah, Cam loves nothing yeah. more than talk trash to me. So that's right. So um, next, we we'll talk about our KBC coaches and players of the year. Yes. I have the whole list here. You know, everybody knows that John used to be Coach Charles right hand man, and I've kind of moved into that role with the KABC. Um, this year, we kind of tried to move everything online, and it wasn't a perfect system. But I think it was better this year than it had been in the past yeah, years. Yeah, it's it was it was a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, and we had 150 we had, people. We had vote. more people vote. Yeah. I think this is one thing I want to say before we get in to yeah. announcing who, who were the winners. You know, I saw a lot of criticism this week of the system. Yeah. And and people, let me just I just want to I just want to let everybody know this is a senior only award, okay? So maybe the best player in, in a particular region isn't a senior. You know, I get that, but this is just for our seniors only. And and I saw a lot of people saying, well, this is a members only kind of deal. Well, let me tell you what it is to be a member. Twenty bucks. You know, that's it. Or you can pay a hundred for your whole your whole school. The whole school like that covers get, men's and women's yeah, basketball. Yeah, you get five and five. And, Folks. You know, this isn't the KABC isn't an organization that is built just to hand out awards and to pat people on the back. We do a lot of things in the community. We do a lot of things with the Kentucky Indiana All Star Game, the East West All Star Game, Philippine. You know, I can't say that word, but you know what I'm talking about. That kind of stuff. Yeah, charity work. We do a lot of things that we try and get out there, and I think it's important as somebody that's a coach. You know, I'm an assistant coach, obviously, but I've been doing this for 12 years now. I think it's important that we have something together as coaches to have our voice heard. Because when we come in as a KABC and we go to Julian Tackett, KHSAA commissioner, and say these are our concerns that we have, it's It's, it's easier. almost like having a governing body. It is. It's easier to that. be heard when we have a whole you know, organization full of people that 
do the same thing. I you think know? people think that we sit on this money and we don't. You know, the KDBC is a, it's nonprofit, obviously, right. and we use what we get from this membership to make sure that we can, you know, give out these awards right. properly. We can, you know, we can. We've taken over this in Kentucky Indiana All Star Game, so we're gonna have to have funding for that. You know, there, and there are people that have to be paid to do our, you know, our bookkeeping. And you know, it, yeah. it's not a waste, and nobody's profiting from all this work that we're doing. If anything, well, if anything, you know, you lose you know, money from here's, our Here's the deal: so. if when the voting takes place, yes. you know, you can't vote for your own player. Right. You can't vote, like, for example, I coach in Clark County. I couldn't vote for anyone from George Rogers Clark to win as a player. So really and, I, and I couldn't vote for our head coach to be coach of the year. That's not allowed. So, no, there's no thing where, like, oh, you know, school A has eight assistants and school B has four. Well, right. school A's coach won coach of the year because all his assistants. We can't vote for our own kids or coaches from our school. Right. So there's no nepotism part of it involved. I don't think there's any excuse for people not to vote and you know we have members that didn't vote right so so they you know, made that money um, and then didn't vote but you know just like any other award it is what it is this is the kbc's player and coach of the year yes. seniors are eligible that's it there's going to be a lexington herald leader all-state team there's going to be a courier journal leader from courier journal newspaper all-state team there's going to be a bluegrasspress.com all-state team there's going to be mr basketball there's going to be an ap all-state team there's going to be gatorade player of the year you know, we've had years where the Gatorade Players of the Year and the Mr. Basketball are separate, mm -hmm. different people. So, I don't think people need to get themselves too upset. Just remember, it's about kids. We're celebrating and it's about kids, kids' accomplishments. As a senior, yeah. Anyway, I'm off myself box now. Go ahead and let us know who won all these. Okay. I'm just going to list them. I think everybody already knows because the KBC tweeted them out. But Region 1, Jerome Reed. I think he goes by JJ. But, yeah, it's Tillman. Uh, Matt Tillman. Yeah. Region 2 was a Tory and Ware, Christian County. I think we all kind of expected yeah, that. Yeah, Region three is Jacorian Gardner from Owensboro. I hope I didn't butcher his name. No, that's right. Okay, okay. Um, region four is Skylar Potter from Warren Central. Uh, region five, Mickey Pearson from John Harden. Six is Kirk Lewis. Valley. Valley, yeah. Seven is Jay Scrub from Trinity. Um, eight is Kobe Finney of Anderson County. Nine is CJ Friedrich, Cub Calf. Oh, yeah, co-player of the year. Yeah. It was Adam Kumpel from Cooper. Had two in the night. Yeah, two Which in the both night. of them are very deserving. Yes, I agree. Region 10, Will Philpott from GRC. So that's uh, one of your guys. Great kid. He is a good kid. Really good kid yeah. um, Region 11, Eric Boone from Bryan Station. 12, had co-players of the year. You had Trevin Faulkner from Mercer County and Stephen Fitzgerald from Pulaski County. Right. 13, also had co-players of the year. Andrew Taylor from Corbin and Markel Turner and Knox Central. Region 14, Caleb Bonney from Essel County. 15. You said a good talk about Caleb Bonney. Coach Fraley, he was giving yes. him a lot of love. So. He was. We had uh, 15 Wyatt Battle from Pikeville, 16 Dalton Barnett of Menifee County. So those are your player of the years. Um, I don't think anybody's surprised by this list. No, and you know these kids all are now considered finalists for Mr. Basketball. All the kids that we listed will be invited to the Mr. Basketball banquet. Yes. Will be introduced. They will be given. You know they'll call the kids up. They'll give a short biography of. Who they are, where they're from, what they do, where they're going, right. that kind of deal, and they'll be. They presented. get a really nice if you win, Mr. Basketball, or Mr. Basketball. You get a really nice ring. I mean, it is like the nicest thing that I've ever seen. It's is like, it? Yes, I've seen one. Yeah. I, you I have too. I just rolled my eyes at him. No, you're Jay, married to one. But Jr. does not have the new one. His is like well, that's because he's old. Right. His is like small, and I think it's got like a real blue stone. But they're going back. The Lionside Foundation is actually going back and retroactively giving everybody the new ring. Yeah. They, they presented King Kelly with his. Right. So, I mean, I think it's nice that they're doing that. Yeah. But but I have not seen a ring for accolade that nice. I mean, JR's Marshall Hall of Fame ring isn't even this awesome. So Yeah, it's nice. I saw Tavio on to give to his mom. Obviously, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Deal, but his is, that real, is that, cool. it was really nice. They're really but, nice. But each player they get a little uh, like flat a flag, type yeah. thing. I think it's like it looks like a piece of the a floor. Floor. Yeah, yeah. It's a little and it's got their name. It says player of the year in what region, Mr. Basketball Finals. It's a real nice deal. It's a nice dinner. It's you know, suit, shirt and tie, we that's gone. That's probably one of my favorite events of the year. Kayla and JR show up, they coordinate we and match. dress alike. It's hilarious. But it's um, awesome. But yeah, so it's a good deal. Luckily for me, this will be my third year in a row golfing. And I always having, try to have the best hair in the room. Too. You do try to have the best yeah. hair in the room. Um, this will be my. This will, I mean, I've gone every year, obviously, but this will be the third year that I'll be going with a kid that I coached mm -hmm. that's actually finals. So it's a pretty neat deal for me. I like 
that's a, a lot pretty, of kids. That's so. a pretty um, particular thing. I don't know if anybody else has done what you've done as far as like being well, a coach. With we don't know for sure. No, I don't know for sure. I know. But coaching I've been three player of the years. Blessed to be around a lot of talented yeah. kids. You know, obviously, Darius Williams, mm-hmm. Tavion, and then now Will at um, Clark County. Yes. All three great kids, great athletes, great players. So. Um, has nothing to do with anything I've ever told any of them about the game of basketball as to why they're there. So, so it's not the John factor. The John factor is how ridiculous can you act in public when people start talking. So that's the only thing. Like I, I somebody that. asked me about Tavion, uh, you know, did you? What? How many you say? I said he didn't learn anything about basketball from me. He learned how to be a clown from me, but he didn't learn. How to be a clown. I believe that. I think everybody that's basketball. listening believes that too. <laughs> well, and and speaking of player of the year. I was doing some research because you know I like to get my geek on. Right. And I was trying to figure out who had won the most coach of the years. KBC? Yes. Okay. KBC has been honoring a coach of the year since 1997. Right. Player of the year was 96. Right. Um, from what I've seen, Greg Todd has won the most coach of the year awards and he has seven. Do you know what Greg Todd's doing now? Is he still coaching? He is. I thought so. You know where? He's the women's coach at Florida State. Well, there you go. He was the coach at Lexington Catholic in the 2000s when they were going through all that. Mm-hmm. Went to Transy. He was dominant at Lexington. Yeah, they I mean, won national championship at Lexington. Oh, he was the girls' coach at Transy, and he got the See, I thought he was still at Transy, but no, I he's on red. Last year, uh, two years ago, two or three years ago, he got the Morehead job. His daughter actually was on the girls' team at Dunbar when I was coaching there, so she's at Morehead now. Well, the yeah, reason he's, he's a head girls' coach at Morehead. Yeah, the reason that kind of like. I don't know, sparked my interest was I saw how many times that Rodney Rowe had won it. And I was just like. As a girl's and boys, right? Yes. And I'm like, there's no way anybody has done it more than Rodney. And then I get to looking, and then Greg Todd, man, just blew everybody out of the water yeah. with seven. It doesn't surprise me. But, you know, in all fairness, Rodney has won it five times as a girl's coach and one time as a boy's coach. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that was just my little. That's a different deal. That was just my little blip of, uh, yeah, that's cool. of research. All right, and now our coaches of the year in each region. Let me pull up our list because I sure can't remember all of them. Boys coach of the year, region one. I think I, it's Guy. I think you say Chris Guy. Chris Guy Mayfield. If we mispronounce that, sorry, sorry Chris. Yeah. Not personal. Region two, Bill McNamara from Livingston Central. Uh, region three is Rod Drake of Owensboro. Region four, William Unsell of Warren Central. Five, Paul Childress of Murray County. And that was the third Oh, yeah, they had a great Yeah. David Hicks is region six from Fairdale. Um, our boy Zach Setembre of Louisville Collegiate won seven. Deservingly so. Deservingly so, and but that kind of just shocked me. I didn't think that anybody would give a nod to a school that small. But, uh, he's done some good stuff. Yeah, yes. So uh, region eight, Grant Brandon, Walker Brown. Um, region nine, Coach Sully. Coach Sully at Cooper. From uh, Cooper. That's our, that's our boy. Ten, Keaton Belcher of Pendleton County. Which is your boy. Yeah. Region 11, Tommy Johnson from Bryan Station. That's my boy right yeah. there. 12, Jerron Dunbar from Somerset. First year head coach. Yes, he I know. Was, uh, well, and, a really good and Coach Timbreus, too. Right. So that, you've got two yeah, so far. Um, but Jerron was the assistant for Coach Feldhouse in Madison Central for the last couple of years. Yeah. So he's done a really good job at Somerset. Oh, well, he learned from a great one. He sure did, yeah. Uh, 13 is Tony Patterson from Knox Central, who has done a fantastic job. He definitely has. Um, I think he's alum, he's alum of Knox Central. He is, Central I believe too. that's right. Yeah. I give him a lot of credit because he's dealt with a lot of stuff off the court, too. Yeah. So he's done a really good job. Region 14, John Bentley of Estill County. 15, Landon Slum of Paintsville. 16, Bob Trimble of Raceland. And Raceland, he did a really good job. Yeah, Bob and, Trimble did a really good job. And I'm going to brag on Landon as well. Um, you know, Paintsville and North Central are rivals, but, you know, Landon has done a fantastic job getting a, a young team to really just sit down and guard and play hard for him. You know, he doesn't have any kids that really can just automatically score, right. but they play really good defense. And he's just kind of got them to buy into their system, and I think that he I think he deserved Coach of the Year. All of the guys on that list are very deserving. Um, you know, it's not always about being the best team in the region. Right. It's about being – who's improved the most, who gets the most yes. out of what they have. Yes. You know, so, um, and remember, these are voted on by our colleagues. Yeah. You know, so if other people, you can't, like I said, you can't vote for yourself and your assistants can't vote for you. So right. these are from people within your region. Who respect you enough to give you that They think you've done a good enough job. So I think it's a good list. Um, you know, some guys on there that have done it. This is their first time and some guys that have been on there before. So um, congrats to all our coaches and players of the year for KBC. Well, that's the boys. I want to go ahead and give a nod to all the girls. Yeah, go ahead. It's the girls, too. Yeah. Um, 
Region one coach White Faust, one from Murray, and he's fantastic. First year, yeah. This is first year at Murray. Yes, and Region they won all two. Eight. Yeah, they did. Uh, Kiki Radford of Christian County, she you know does deserve that. Uh, Region three, Kevin Jackson, Edmondson County. Four, Craig Pippen of Russell County. Five, Donnie Sweeney of Elizabethtown. Uh, Donnie keeps in touch with me very regularly. He's he's very active in the KBC, right. and, and that's that's awesome. I like when coaches are you know in it. With us, right. um, Region Six is Larry Just from Butler. Seven, Stacy Pendleton, Louisville Brown. Which Stacy Pendleton was the coach at Dupont Manual yes. State Championship. Yes. Now he's at Louisville Brown. Which yes. my bet would be that ninety-five percent of the people that listen to this don't even know that there's a school called Louisville Brown. Probably not. Very small private school in Louisville. Coach Pendleton, the Duke coach. So, mm-hmm. go ahead. <laughs> Region Eight, Clay Birdwhistle, Anderson, yeah. Anderson County. Yeah. I don't know how to how to pronounce the last name of Region Nine's coach, Joel Dixie Heights coach. Good yeah. job for you. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try because I don't want to butcher it. But congrats, Coach Joel. Um, Region Ten, Bo Menifee from Campbell County. Eleven, Steve Helton from Scott County. Twelve, Chris Souter, Mercer County, and he deserved that greatly. Um, done a lot of good things in Mercer County. Thirteen, Debbie Green, Harlan County. Fourteen, Mark Collett of Leslie County. Fifteen, Rodney Rowe, Rodney that we were talking Rowe. about from Shelby Valley. Region 16, Aaron Rayburn of West Carter. All, yep. oh, once again, deserving. Yes, and we'll go ahead and name our girls candidates, and we can talk about, um, you know, who we think may be Miss Basketball out of this, if you want to make uh, up that talk. Yeah, I know who's going to be Miss Basketball. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, your girls player of the year is Region 1, Macy Turley, who is not Curtis's granddaughter, but her but his niece. niece. Yeah. Yes, Curtis's niece. Sorry, Kurt. <laughs> Don't make you older than you are. Region 2, Trinity Jackson of Christian County. Region 3, Caitlin Simon of Edmondson County. Region 4, Amaya Lacey of South Warren. Region 5, Marley Walls of Nelson County. Region 6, Molly Lockhart of Butler. Region 7, Grace Berger of Sacred Heart. Going to Indiana. I know. She's a good player. She's a good defender. Yes. And that matters, like we said. Right. Region 8, Shelby Harmeyer of Simon Kenton. Region 9, Lexi Held of Cooper. Region 10, Taylor Close of Campbell County. 11, Michelle Cecil, Paul Lawrence Dunbar. I want to say one thing about Michelle. Um, she broke the Fayette County Public Schools all-time scoring record this past week. She did. Uh, now, public schools, that doesn't include Lexington Catholic or Lexington Christian. Um, the actual, if you take all the schools in Fayette County, the actual record holder is Kelly Stamper right. from Catholic, and she scored over 2,500. But as far as public schools go, um, Michelle was able to pass that. Now, Michelle only played four years. She didn't play up as right. an eighth grader. So, and you see yeah. that a lot with girls basketball. Yeah, players, so. yeah. But Michelle is a great player. She's a great kid. I can speak on that. So um, I know it was a big deal for her. So she is now the all-time public school scoring leader in Lexington, Fayette County. Very cool. Region twelve is Segan Robbins of Marshall County. Thirteen Blair Green of Harlan County. She's going to UK. Going to UK and yeah. Sagan Robbins going to Louisville. Yes. Uh, Region fourteen had co-players of the year: Macy Gibson of Owsley and Hannah Cash of Lee County. Fifteen Summer Rose of Shelby Valley. So you had a player and a coach from the same school in the yeah. girls. Um, 16 had co-players of the year, Madison Darnell Russell and Marquea Robinson from Ashland. Kissa Robinson from Ashland Blazers. Um, you want to talk about who I think is going to win this basketball? Yes. Seeger obviously won this basketball. Okay. She won the state championship. So you think it's a lot for her? I do. I think she'll be, I think, I think Blair Green will have a run at it because she's going to UK. She's a great player. I think Macy Turley mm-hmm. is a great player. If Macy Turley was not playing in Western Kentucky, she had a better chance of winning it. Right. Uh, you know how people get behind that mountain kid, though. They do, but I'm telling you right now, Sagan yeah. Robbins, and I'm not saying anything. I think Blair Green's an unbelievable she player, is. really good player. Um, but I think it's Sagan. I think Sagan has had a career that just, that's the only thing left to do for her career. Right. It's so I do think that. Blair Green and Macy Turley and Grace Berger are right up there. That'd be my top four. But I just have to give the edge to Seagan Robinson. Well, let's go ahead. And you said you were comfortable talking about who your motive Yeah, I'll put some things. You know, so. um, Josh Moore put out on his Twitter about, you know, who the candidates were. And he actually posed a question publicly to everyone. If yeah. you had a vote, who would you vote for? Right. And I tweeted back at him well, and we said have votes. that I have a vote. Yeah. And so I will. I would discuss on the podcast this week who, who I would vote for and why. And our boy Jason Alexander was all about it. He's like, can't wait to hear it, you know, whatever. So right. this is the way, you know, I do have to vote. Um, to me, it's down to three guys. For me. Okay. It's Trayvon Faulkner at 
Mercer County. Right. It's Adam Kunkel, Cooper, right. and TJ Frederick, and Cody Catholic. Yes. I have coached against all three of these kids in their career. Okay. I've seen all three of them play up close and personal. They are all three absolutely outstanding players. Trayvon's going to Northern Kentucky. Adam Kunkel's going to Belmont. TJ Frederick's going to Iowa. Right. All D1 kids. Um, for me, as a voter, what I look at, I look at what have you done this year, obviously, and all three kids have just been, they've been great. Yeah. They've been phenomenal all year. What have you done um, if you can't career? Settle, if you can't settle on what they've done this year, we'll yeah. start looking at other factors. Right. I, what have you done in your career? What do you do outside? You know, And, and honestly, I just say, I, who passed the eye test for me? Who do I look at that? If I could pick one of those kids to be on my team, right. or who is it the one kid that I don't want to have to guard late in the game, right. you know? Um, so when I look at those factors, you know, obviously Adam Kunkel was a state runner-up last year. Yes. You know, Trayvon Farmer went to state tournament, and if they wouldn't have drawn who they'd drawn in the first round, he might have been a state champion or a state runner-up. You know, we talked about that. You know, C.J. Frederick hasn't been in the state tournament. Uh, I, I believe he was on the bench as a freshman when they went. Um, he was a freshman. They went, got beat by Owensboro in the semifinals. So yeah. I don't know how much he played, though. They had a good group that year. So, yeah. um, but, you know, for me personally, I am going to vote for Trayvon Faulkner. I'm, I'm with you. That's who he's going to my boys' basketball. And run, listen, so. and it's really close between those three for me. Um, personally, I think that if I had to pick one kid of those three, and, and I would take any three of them in a heartbeat, and I don't mean this in any way. As a knock on the other two, or any of the, the other fact that it's so hard kids. to decide. Yeah, it's this it year is really lot. this year's so. really tough. It's really tough. I think last year it was a. I don't think it was tough. People might want to say it was going to be tough, yeah. but it was done. I don't think it was. I done. think it was a given. It was a given. It was an easy pick and the right one. Uh, but this year it's tough. If any of those three win it, I wouldn't be surprised, and I would and support those three and stand deserve up. They're all yeah. deserving. Um, but you know, here's another thing, and this isn't this isn't anything that goes into my factor. Right. But this is something that goes into the factor of kid of voters across the state. You know, CJ Frederick plays at a private school. Yeah. And you know, I have personally I have no problem with Covington Catholic. Yeah. I know you don't. You know, I, I love but Catholic. there are people in the state that look at Covington Catholic and they don't like them right. for whatever reasons. And so you know, they're not going to get. I'll tell you that what. That because of that. People just run under the assumption that private schools have have an easier job of recruiting. And well, yeah, and then. <laughs> You can play devil's advocate on that. You, you can, can go both ways. You um, can. I don't want to get into that, but I'm just no. saying that that is a factor that will that could possibly hurt CJ. Hurt CJ. Yeah. Um, you know, and for Kunkel, I think something is you know he had that injury a little bit. He missed some games in the middle of the year. Um, so, but he's definitely in the three too. That's the thing. All three of them are. But for me, I prefer I prefer Trayvon Foster. Trayvon's who's so getting my vote too. That's so, who's getting my vote. So let's talk about who. Is getting our votes for the girls because I think we're voting for two different people. So yeah, I'm voting for Sadie Robbins because she's won everything. She's been a state champion. Right. She's won four straight regional championships. When the she nomination plays. came out, yeah. I, she was in my nomination Definitely. for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I told you, those mountain people get behind their mountain kids. Mm -hmm. Blair Green's going to UK. She's from Listen, Marlin County. I'm giving her a nod. Let me say something. To, yeah. If Sagan wasn't on the ballot, Blair Green would be my vote. Yeah. Um, but I'm just gonna go with Sagan. I think. Um, just overall, she's just done so much for for the community, for Harrisburg and, and Mercer County. They, you know that 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 town. It's it's real easy to get behind a boys basketball team. Our communities really do. You know, and that's just the way it is. So you have a boys basketball team that's you know fifteen and fifteen, and they're gonna have more fans in the stands than a girls basketball team that's twenty five and five. Yes, but those people in Mercer County. They love their women's basketball there. Oh, and they rightfully so they've got everything that they've, they've got a, a lot to celebrate. Yeah. I think, you know, they've been. They have been, a great following. They, they did. They always um, have a good pimp section yeah, for the girls games. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and Blair and Sagan both are great students. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of things in their community around. Um, both going to major schools. Both going to the two biggest schools in our state. Yeah. Um, for me, and this isn't a knock on Harlan County, I just feel like Mercer County has played. Tougher, tougher competition yeah. throughout Sagan's career, but because they have a better supporting cast, they right. have. But you know, Blair doesn't have the supporting cast that Sagan does. Right. So it's real close there too. I, I mean, it really is. It's it's close there. But for me, I prefer. I, I'm going to go with Sagan. I, I just I've watched her in the state tournament, and she has just produced and produced and produced and made big plays in her career. Both so, of them deserving. Both I'm of them deserving. I'm going with Blair. Yeah. You're going with Sagan. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing. No. So.
Okay, let's talk about some stuff that happened this week. Some games we talked about our games to watch last week. Yes. Let's, let's follow up on those. Give us a give us a first one. On first one. Was that the one you're going to lead? Well, up? I'm going to go with that last. Okay, last. Sorry. I'm going to start off with LCA Trinity. Okay. So we talked about LCA when they all a. They had won 13 in a row, and they lost an overtime game to Catholic. They turned around, and they beat the fire out of Lafayette yes. this week. Then they beat the fire out of Bryan Station at Bryan Station yes. this week. Then they went to Trinity and beat the – they beat the fire out of them. But they but beat them too yeah. at Trinity. So that's a huge win. I don't think – you know, we talked about how hot Madison Central have been lately. Right. LCA is getting there right now, too. Yes. They're they have the, they got that tough 2-3 game I, we talked about earlier. Um, but LCA is really playing well right now. I think, you know, Jason Alexander made a really good point about this on, on Twitter this week. When LCA beat Trinity, he said, maybe now people will get off of this state championship game as in the first round of the state tournament, yeah. you know, 11 versus 7. Because by all accords, and rightfully so, Scott County is right there at LCA. Mm-hmm. But if LCA is good enough to beat Trinity and has beaten Trinity, you know, yeah. LCA is good enough. LCA is good enough to beat Scott County. Will they? I don't know. Um, but they, you know they're they good. Could. That's the thing. So that's it's like it's like what Josh Moore said. He said LCA is good enough to win the state tournament, but are they good enough to win the eleventh region? Right. Which is what you get into in the eleventh region. So um, you know LCA Trinity. It was a two point game and went back and forth. Trinity had to lead at halftime by about six or seven. LCA came out in the second half to start the third quarter and hit three straight possessions, three straight three pointers, got themselves the lead, and it was three to five the rest of the way. Right. LCA was up too late. It was. It was. LCA was up too late. You know, Trinity ran a play, got a, got a pretty good look um, down in the in the paint, and just rimmed out. And so LCA came out with a two point win. Big. That's probably the biggest win of the week for me for anybody. Yeah. And considering that their last three games have been blowout wins against Lafayette, Bryan Station, then they go and beat Trinity on the right. road. Well, they made a statement with that. Statement for sure. So they may be the hottest team going into the re- district tournament this week. They might be. You know. So. Congrats to Coach Valentine and LCA. It's a big win for you. Um, and, you know, kudos to stepping up and playing these teams. You know, yeah. they had to do it. They did it. So, um, then I want to talk about um, Fern Creek and Faraday play. Yeah. Two of our teams we talked about in the sixth region all year. Yes. Senior night at Fern Creek, emotional night for Coach Schuler and his group yes. of guys that he's had since they were little, you know, freshmen and stuff. So, um, this and has been his group. This, this has been his group. Yeah. This has been the group they've always talked about. Yeah. Um, so, Fern Creek won 65 to 62. Now, I do know it. At one point in the first half, Fern Creek was up 17, and late in the middle to late fourth quarter, Fairdale took a one-point lead. So Fairdale got right back in it, yeah. you know. So and Fairdale, well, you can't give up. No, and Fairdale's had a really good year. They got the one seed in their district. We talked about with Valley and PRP, and they got the one. Um, so Fairdale and Fern Creek are two teams that I look at in the sixth region that can win the sixth region along with Butler and Doss, right. you know, um, and PRP Valley. You know, all those teams were in the sixth region. So, definitely, that was a big game. Congrats to Fern Creek. You know, they they, they were at the highest of highs during the KOB, and yeah. they kind of came down, and now they're back. You know, so starting to even out. Fern Creek's always in the conversation, though. They okay. have been since Coach Shuler got the job. They've right. been in the conversation. So, um, you know, that that this, those districts in that regional tournament, the sixth region, are going to be awesome games. So, um, but congrats so to Fern Creek. So, you should Creek. go if you can. Yeah, and, you know, they host the sixth and the seventh region. Tournaments. They host the first round games at home sites, and then the semifinals of both tournaments are at Valley. Yeah. So go watch. You get a lot of good basketball. Two, yes. reach to the better regions in the state, Kentucky, the same site. Definitely worth Pretty going cool. and yes. seeing. Uh, so once I talk about that. That was a really big game. Larue um, County. I challenged. I challenged Larue County this week because they had two big games. They were at East Town and they played Warren Central at home. They blew out. Okay. They blew out East Town. Okay. So that's a big win. Now the, the Warren Central game. Are you I ready actually, to give them a thumbs up? Or? I'll give them a thumbs up. Okay. We're gonna I'm gonna get we're gonna talk about the fifth region, but um, I give them credit. Now the Warren Central game actually I was getting updates from my friend there in Larue and was sending them to you. Every quarter was one point difference at the end of the quarter. You know, um, late in the game. And I was getting the text. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. You know, late in the game, Warren Central was down two. Larue had the ball with under I think it was like a minute, minute fifteen to go, and right. Larue tried to hold it. And they turned it over, and, oh. and Warren Central missed a three at the buzzer that would have gave them the win. Speaking of trying to hold the ball, I want to ask you your opinion. Okay. Don't get fired up. No. Do you want a shot clock? No. Me either. Okay. I'm just making sure. I played tournaments, high school tournaments, um, 
with shot clocks. Yeah. Now, I will say that I never noticed, it never made a difference. We didn't have any shot clock violations in the tournament right. that I was at, the team that I was coaching. Um, but I think, um, I'm, I'm old school. Like, we talk about state tournament, we talk about changing class. If it ain't broke, we'll fix it. Right. You know, so I don't want to change it. I don't think we get shot clock. I just thought that there would be a lot of coaches that just retire. Because, because we adopted yeah. the shot clock. Um, no, but anyway, so Warren Central missed a three at the end there. That would have gave them the win. Um, right. So LaRue, they won two big games this week. So they, they beat somebody that I think was a worthy win, which was Warren Central. So that LaRue-John Harden, you know, that, that matchup, that rematch is lurking yes. at some point in the regional tournament. And I hope for everyone's sake that – they go on off the side to the ground. I hope that Larue's on one side and John's on the other side. Because it really side. would suck if they You did. don't want to meet in the semifinals. You want them to meet in the finals. Um, so, think about the crowd that would be there, too. Well, I know the people in the county are really, they're really pumped up about this team. Yes. So, you know, the whole, I'm sure that whole. So, so you're finally giving them some, some love, right? I'll give them some love. No, I, I think they've had a great year. I just wish they would have played. Because I think I think John Harden has played a, a really good schedule, and I think that that's gotten them. They've lost more games in the group, but I think that when you play better teams, it just makes you better in the it long does. run. So it pays off. It does. So, but either way, that's going to be, you know, Larue and John Harden play early in the year at John Harden, and John Harden won by twenty. I, if they if they do match up again at some point in the regional tournament this year, I don't expect that to be right. a, you know a twenty point. You know, game. I think it will be a couple of questions down yeah. the stretch. So, but anyway, which are always excited. Yeah, the and then we get to the game that was our game of the week, Covington Catholic and Madison Central. Yeah. I watched the game. Uh, Madison County Schools actually broadcast the game live mm -hmm. through a link. And let's it. let's first of all let's talk about their student section. It was awesome. Oh, oh well, the came. I, I don't. I, I know I challenged y'all to come. I don't yeah. think they came or not, but. Madison Central was awesome. There was a couple times the refs had to like back them up while they were inbound the ball and, and all that. They so, were not only in the bottom section of the bleachers, oh, but all they were all the way up. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was a great atmosphere. And um, everything I read about it from people that were at there at the game, they said the atmosphere was awesome. So, um, but you know. I think more people would show up if games were that fun for everyone. Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. But Cupcast. So really, it's in the students' hands. To, to an extent, yeah. yeah. Um, Cupcast start the game out on like a 14 to 3 run. Yeah. Got, Stretched it out a little bit, and then it was a four or five point game at halftime. Yeah. So, Cupcat gets off to a 14 3 start. Um, Madison Central got back in the game, actually tied it a couple times uh, late, or late in the second half, early third, or late in the first half, early third quarter. And then CJ Frederick went off at 33, at 12 in the third quarter. Wow. Took over the game. So, and uh, Cupcat ended up beating them by 10 points. Wow. The game was a little bit closer than the score anyway. So, that was um, our game of the week, um, but unfortunately, we're getting kicked out of Powell County House. We are. So we're going to end this real quick. I'm going to start. We're going to go with uh, our Give player your, of the week. Your player of the week. Mickey the Pearson part. at John Harden had 24 and 12 and a win over Bullet East, and then he had 47 points and 15 rebounds against Davis County and did not score in the first quarter. 47 points, second, third, and fourth quarter. Right. That's a pretty good day. So congrats to Mickey Pearson for being, for being the player of the week. Yeah. I'll go ahead with my top five. Okay. I've got um, Scott County, Cupcat, Trinity, Butler, and Lexington Christian. My but, top five are the same teams, a little different order. i got Scott County, Cupcat, Butler, Trinity, LCA. So, and I think, uh, I think we can end with the fact that, you know, today we got to talk to Coach Fraley about Sweet 16 and the classes versus no classes. Right. And, uh, and you guys will enjoy what we have to say about that, or what he has to say about that. I'm Dave Fraley. I coach the basketball team at Powell County High School. Hey, Coach Fraley, I know that you're a former state champion. In uh, 1986, you were at Pulaski, correct? That's correct. Okay, so is that your favorite state tournament to date? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> 1986 will always be my favorite unless we win another one. Well, you know, I I think that you've got the um, the skills as a coach to do so. So um, tell me how you feel about the state tournament. We've got some controversy going on about whether we should move to classes, not move to classes. You know, I personally – Love the state tournament. You know, I think that it's wonderful that Kentucky only crowns one champion. Tell us what your thoughts are. I agree with that 100%. I like, I like what we got. It's called the greatest high school show uh, in America uh, for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, when you win that down there, you truly are a champion. I, I'm, I'm against classes. I don't care if they want to splinter off and someone mm -hmm. win something. But at the end of the year, I want all 270 in 
in the pot and let's go see until we get one. I'm with you on that one. So do you think that it's more special for our kids because we all arrive at Rupp, you know, there's only 16 teams that get to play there. Do you think that that's special to them that they get to play at the same place that Kentucky plays? I think that's a big part of it, but I also think that the state tournament has its own identity. When you're one of 16 left and you see the 16 colors come into Lexington and the different cheering sessions and everyone that comes there thinks they got a chance to win that. Okay. And that's, that's the special thing. And usually someone that you haven't heard a lot about makes a good run. Yep. And it, it just becomes, someone becomes the crowd, crowd favorite and someone becomes uh, the underdog that almost won. And you go away from there. If you've ever played in the state tournament, you live in someone's memory forever. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever been there, and I've had six teams in the state tournament, and every one of them will tell you their favorite memory of, of being there. And in playing high school basketball, that is their favorite memory. Okay. So when you coached at Pulaski County in 86 and won it, were you guys the favorite or were you the underdog? We actually were rated uh, sixth in the uh, state that year, so we weren't that bad. Mm -hmm. But no, we weren't the favorite. PRP was the favorite and Orangeboro was next. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were, uh, I, I hadn't really thought a lot about winning the state tournament. I, tr I truly hadn't. Because we had Clay County the first game, mm -hmm. and uh, when we beat them and we were shaking hands and walking off the floor, uh, Bobby Keith, who uh, was a good friend of mine, just passed away mm -hmm. not long ago. He said, uh, Dave, if you get them to play that way three more times, you can win it all. And I swallowed a big lump and I said, win it all? That's the first time I've thought about that, Bobby. And he said, well, I thought my team could win it all and you all beating us, so you, you might all start thinking about that. So that's when I first thought, well, we're pretty good then. But then we had Guy Strong in Clark County the next day. Mm -hmm. And then we had Randy. That was a battle for you, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. And we had Randy Emery in Orangeboro and, and – uh, I remember sitting in the bleachers when uh, PRP beat uh, uh, Paducah Tillman about 40 on Thursday night. Wow. I said to my wife, unless they play bad, that's the state champion you're looking at right there. And then <laughs> and it ended up being you. <laughs> it ended up we got them in the finals, 47-45. Uh, so that was a barn burner. I bet that was a great game to watch. It, it was. Where was where was that game held at? The, the, they weren't at Rupp yet. Yes, they were. Were they? Okay. In Rupp, Rupp, we came to Rupp in 79. I was in that tournament, mm -hmm. and Pulaski played Hazard in the first high school state tournament game ever played in the Rupp Arena. Gotcha. And we, now, uh, you said that you kind of hadn't really thought of winning until you won that, that game. So do you think like coming as – like a mountain team, you usually are just satisfied with being there. That's a big part of that. Yeah. You have to fight that with your team. Yeah. Now we had been there in 79 and 84 mm -hmm. and back again in 86. So we we wanted to do more than just play in it. Right. I mean, a lot of times it's very satisfying. I remember in 74 when I was here at uh, Powell County and we won a regional tournament, but we played in Freedom Hall then. Mm -hmm. But we celebrated in this town and county until Tuesday before we played on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, we, good. we were pretty happy. There's something special about a mountain team. I feel like they always have a really strong following at the state tournament, and the student sections are crazy, and I think that everybody leaves the hometown to go to the game, and, you know, basically last That's person true. out turns the lights off. So. Well, it's an event. I, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's like nothing else. Mm -hmm. And if you ever uh, – people who haven't won a regional tournament, I, I hope – that they get to experience that. My, my coaching friends is in it because it's like nothing else that ever happens to you. And in your, it happens to your school and your town. Mm -hmm. And then you have a week in Lexington with, with 15 other regional champions. And you get to wear your shirt that says regional champ. And then one guy's coming out of there with, with the big one. And that's just really beyond special. Do you uh, personally attend the state tournament every year? I've, I've gone, yes. I've, I've missed very few. I go. I've, this is my twelfth that I've been to up, coming up, and I think that's a pretty good record. But I like the com the camaraderie that you find of all the people that have attended year in and year out. You guys kind of have like a brotherhood. You you see that's people true. that you haven't seen in years. You know, you all kind of meet there at Hyatt, or you know, you even try to sit together if you can at Rupp. I mean, and it's it's uh, 
what coaches had a good year and what coaches mm -hmm. had a bad year and who's getting fired and who's getting hired. Right. That's it's kinda... all that stuff that goes on. It is a, it's, it's, it's a huge party. Yeah. Now, that part of it goes on, too, yes. for the younger guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, they still do that. I just think that until you experience that aspect of it, you don't really appreciate it for what it is because it's a fellowship and it's also the greatest tournament at the end of the season. You know, I've talked to people in Indiana. They changed the classes a couple of years ago, yes. and they regret it. So yeah, it was about ten years ago they went. They, yeah, they they split up and went to five, I think. And uh, I think people compare their attendance to ours and think that maybe that's why they have better attendance. But I don't. I don't really think those things correlate. I think that they they know that they made a mistake by going to classes because they can't really go back after right. that. Well, I think if you, you you won't find anyone that's ever taken a team to the Sweet Sixteen in Lexington mm -hmm. uh, or Louisville that wants to go to classes. Yeah. Most of those people, once you play any one time, you're addicted and you want to get back and, and try to win the thing. And I, I want to say that I do think it is a little harder for a smaller school to make it. it but is. I think But I think it's more special when they do. That's correct. You know, just recently as a 2010, we had Shelby Valley win the whole thing and they probably have less than 600 students. So, you know, the argument is, is that it's not as fair for the smaller schools, but I think it's just 10 times more important when a smaller school does it, so. I think Shelby Valley's victory did a long way toward keeping classes from getting talked about. And I now, think so too. With the champions we've had lately, that's when the class talk, mm -hmm. starts talking again. So yeah, anytime you have a run of Lexington and Louisville schools win it, you're yeah. you're going to have that's right. More and that affects the attendance too. I mean, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, people in the urban areas. Uh, do not attend the state tournament until the second or third round right. when their team's in it until mm -hmm. they see if they're pretty good or not. Well, last year, Doss didn't bring a good crowd at all, and, and I don't think that's any kind of, like, knock against Doss. It's just they, the Louisville teams don't travel as well to Lexington to support their teams. And, and I think you see a lot of – we talked about this on our show last week. Administrators don't really give their, their kids a day off to go. And, you know, when mountain teams, you kind of have everybody just shuts the whole town down and they go. So that's that's really why the attendance is so different when you've got those urban areas. It that, becomes the part. It, mm -hmm. it becomes the event, and, mm -hmm. and everyone wants to see that once, yeah. so they can say. I remember when Elliott County was on a roll over there. I remember they had huge oh, crowds. When they when they uh, when Rick Mays was the coach, right? Yeah. 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 And and those are the kind of stories that uh, has kept has kept the Sweet 16 alive for a long time. I mean, of course, Kelly Coleman, you all have done a lot of work about Kelly. And, mm -hmm. I mean, what a story he was. But going through, even in western Kentucky with Butch Beard mm -hmm. and people like that. And Corky uh, Withrow. Clem and, Haskins. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can name people that – I can name people that I saw play in the state tournament. Mm -hmm. Even the Finnegans at Flagey. Yeah. Uh, when, when Paul Horning was on that team, but he wasn't the man mm -hmm. then. Uh, but you see all that, and, and that stays with you, and that never goes away. Well, Coach, how do you think that your season has gone so far for Powell County? And do you think that you got a shot at the district championship? I, I think you do. I, I really do. Yeah. I think we've got it. I think we've got a shot. We've got two hard games to play. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I made a hard schedule this year. We played ten at home and sixteen on the road, yeah. and we went six and four at home, and we went eight and eight on the road, and that's not bad. But it only uh, makes you better. Our, our guys. Uh, uh, I told them two things when the year started: is you got to learn to live together and you got to learn to play together. So we're we're I think we made progress in those areas, and I think we're as ready as season games are going to make us. So I'm looking forward to next week, and, and let's get it on and, and get somebody out of here. To Me the, too. To this, the state you know, postseason's my most favorite time of the year. So yeah. I, I appreciate having you on the show. Thanks. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. And next week, hopefully, by the time we broadcast next week we will have all the regional tournament brackets drawn out yes. and we'll be able to talk about that so unfortunately we got to cut it short a little bit this week yeah um kayla has some thousand points scores and stuff that's on the, our website make sure to check those out definitely and thanks for tuning in to bluegrass basketball